Dynasty Kings, football by the numbers. Ain't nothing prehistoric about it. It's the fantasy land before time, man. You did. And we talking about them analytics. Yeah, I dig it. You know them digits, we fit it inside of sales. But thinking outside of the box when we did it, outside prevails. We got eight inside of the box, but we finished plenty to tell. So go ahead and plug in a pot and just listen. It's the Dino Steam. Velociraptors, it takes okay. dilapidated, no way. Nope. Man, it's a rap, no debate. Hey. Breaking it down with the dynasty. Yeah. Often reside with the pylons be. Yeah. Often we talking about dynasty. Yeah. Rocking with me at the times you'll see. Yeah. Out of the pocket online on me. Too much subjective is not for me. It's not for me. I'm rocking with the dynasty. Yeah. Dynasty. Locking the lineup and I don't need. Filming the fables cause finally I got all the facts. No anomaly. Yeah. Let's get it. Y'all reach his T-Rex at best. And I don't mean to go flex. I'm a dinosaurus to death. Yeah. Look, if you dino, you know. Welcome to the Dynasty Kings Fantasy Football Podcast. Jake and Mike, let's ride. All right. Welcome to another episode of Dynasty Kings. I'm Jake and with me is Mike. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm okay, man. I'm all right. Listen to a lot of Juice World lately. It's a little more sad than I should be. <laughs> Dude, I don't listen to any Juice World. Also, uh, that's yeah, the uh, first time I've heard that intro live. Shout out to FF Man Bun. That was phenomenal. Love it. Uh, he does great work over there. So if you guys need any type of audio, give that man a shout out or or holler at him. He does great work. That's uh, FF Man Bun. Gabe Peloton. Is that his last name? Gabe something. I can't tell you. It's all right. It's on his Twitter. You can find him. Um, so you said you're doing pretty good. Okay. A little down because of Juice World. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A little technical. Yeah, sorry. Dog. I'm in trouble here. <laughs> Did you watch a game last night? Bits of it. Oh, my goodness. I what knew is... you could talk to because you're a Titans fan. Yeah, of course I can. Um, woo! I don't know how, how in-depth I want to get, but it, none, needless to say, it was a great game. If you watched it, you already know. I'm a big Titans fan, so very excited. A lot of people love to disrespect the Titans. And we beat a good team, so I'm excited. Um, all right, Mike, so let's jump right in. So this is going to be a week six recap as well as week seven free agent waiver wire as well as we're going to talk about dynasty buys. So we're about halfway, not, not quite halfway, but approaching halfway through the season. So probably an appropriate time to talk about uh, dynasty buys. Um, who do you want to touch on first, Mike? Yeah, let's touch, let's touch on Allen Robinson right now. So he, he's a free agent coming into the going into next year. Uh, I'm confident now. Nobody has. I'm confident that nobody has confidence in Allen Robinson anymore this season. I don't. I think. I think he's droppable in redraft leagues. You won't because it's the name, but he really is droppable at this point. But he goes to a new team next year. Um, so the question is like, this is an actual dip. And now as a fantasy manager, we have to decide if this is actually a buy or a sell. If we're super concerned for his career at this point, or we actually believe he'll bounce back with a with a different court with a better quarterback next year. So he's a free agent heading into next year? Correct. Nice. So then how old is he? Twenty eight. Twenty eight, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So he's got roughly three full seasons. Well typically the, the cliff starts around thirty one for wide receivers. 
right. um, sometimes earlier, sometimes later. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, Allen Robinson's had such a good career, but now we're seeing what what he's doing with Justin Fields, and and I I have watched plenty plenty of uh, Bears, and I've seen that he was open, and Fields just isn't getting him the ball. Same with Dalton. So it, it seems as though it's one of those cases where it's not necessarily a lack of talent or a decline in talent, but a lack of opportunity because he's not getting any, any targets. Well, he's obviously getting targets, but fewer than last year, and um, targets were making him valuable, any receiver valuable, really. So if he's not getting the chance, he's not going to succeed. I don't know that I want to buy him, though. Um, at 28, he's having his first down year. It's just it's not a guy that I necessarily want to buy. Yeah, if, if I'm the owner, like let's say, let's say I I have I'm the manager that has Allen Robinson. I if someone approached me with a trade, I don't think I would do that for less than a first, right? Like, there's no way. Like with that name, there's no way you sell him for less than a first. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I think I'm, I'm with you. I I think on tape he looks good so far. It's just like all the variables that change don't have to do with his actual physical self or his play. It's all outside circumstances, at least to our knowledge. Right. So I, I still believe in the player, but as a manager, I don't think I'm selling for a first. Yes, yeah, it's a for, tough one. For less than a first. So I, I don't think I'm buying them unless I'm getting, unless I'm unless I have a ton of draft picks and I have a couple extra seconds, and then maybe I'll package two seconds. But I have to have a lot of draft capital to go after him. I just think there's other guys that I'd rather buy. Um, who are younger and have already produced at a younger age. Not that Allen right. Robinson's not good. Maybe flip him for like a Jerry Judy, maybe. I don't think I'm doing that. I think I'm hanging on to Jerry Judy there. I really don't okay. think I'll trade Jerry Judy for Allen Robinson at this point. Okay. It's even coming off of uh, Jerry Judy coming off of an injury. Right. That was season ending, correct? Or is he coming back? Oh, he's coming back. They said 50% chance he plays this That's week. Right. I don't think it's happening, but I'm counting on him for week eight. Right. I saw that, and I saw that it was people were discussing whether it's going to impact Cortland's value. Uh, Cortland's look, been looking pretty good. Yeah, Lots of air yards. I actually want to roll into our next one here. I want to get sure. in like, the hard buys first, and our next one actually happens to be Cortland Sutton. He's also a free agent after this year. He's on the market. What do you think? He he yeah. profiled as an alpha. He broke out a year ago. I wish I knew ago. all these guys' ages off the top of my head. That that definitely plays a role in dynasty. I want to know how old the guy is. Um, but he's only. I mean, he's on his first contract still, right? So he can't That's be. Right. So he's yeah. got to be twenty six, maybe tops. Hopefully, I'll get you the answer in a sec. Okay. Well, I mean, if he's twenty six, twenty seven, and the price is right, that is a guy that I'm actually interested in buying. Um, He's been playing with very media twenty six. So he's been playing with very mediocre quarterbacks. Uh, his his first contract, never been a luck fan. Never been a wait. Who was he with his first year? Or w- when was Manning's last year? It's been too long, right? Manning didn't play with him. He broke out with Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Okay. Yep. Not interested in Drew Lock. I think Teddy's disrespected, but I don't think Teddy by any means is elite. And I definitely would like to see him in a different uh, system. Who? Perhaps throws the ball more, or plans that would like to throw the ball more. Um, yeah, so he's he's wide receiver twenty on the year so far. He's got three games that I would consider a bust, and then he has three games that he absolutely showed out in. Yep, um, he's definitely the boomer bust type. Uh, but but his his 
booms make it so worth it. He's just going off when he goes off. So I, I do. An alpha too. Yeah, I like Cortland a lot. Um, in fact, I have him on a few teams, and uh, I mean, you're gonna have to buy him after one of his off weeks for sure because no one's gonna sell him um, coming off of a big game like that. Especially next year if he lands in the right situation, that's a really good one. Actually, I, th- I think he's gonna get paid, and he's not gonna have to compete with Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. Noah fan. Like those guys are all great pass catchers. That's a very crowded uh, receiver core there. So yeah, I'll, I actually like that one a lot and I'm glad you brought him up. What do you, what do you think job capital wise? You think he's also worth a first? I'd give a first for him. Uh, late first. I don't want to give, I don't, I'm stingy. I don't like giving an early first. Right. Uh, just because I, I believe that I can draft a stud and I like Corlin and I think he's very good, but I don't think he's a, a stud top, top tier type, uh, receiver so uh just just to put a little comparison so this year i think rashad bateman terrence marshall were late first rounds for most most drafts and single qb uh would you hand over terrence marshall for a Cortland side <laughs> now yeah i don't know at the beginning of the season that i would have okay all right yeah uh, yeah i, I think, definitely do that now i think he's worth i would try to get away with two seconds a second up there but i do think he's also worth a late first yeah yeah um, agree. Jerry Judy comes back. I probably wait till Judy probably is going to take a lot of targets away from Cortland Sutton, um, and then I try to move in on Cortland Sutton. But like that's with the expectation that he goes somewhere else. So like, if you want to like feed off the fear that he's going to go back to Denver, I uh, don't know their quarterback situation next year because Teddy B is also on a one-year contract. Um, so that's that's like a really big dice rule. Well, I don't think it is because I think they're so confident with the receivers that they're not going to pay him. Uh, I believe that, and even if they were to draft somebody, and that's that's in my eyes, that's a way you create leverage. You say, "Look, you don't know who their quarterback is going to be next year. Do you really want to deal with Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke again?" And knowing most likely he's not going to be there next year, so in, in my eyes, that's a way that you you uh, actually create that leverage and can get him for cheaper. Yeah, uh, want to roll into the next one? Sure. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, 100% agree there. Yeah, so so he was a big all-season hype train, 100%. Uh, everyone's in on him. Uh, I'm a really big fan of uh, Matt Harmon's work, and in his reception-perception model was really highlighting Brandon Ayuk and his route-running ability, his ability against man coverage. Like, all the signals were there for Brandon Ayuk to just be a stud, take a step forward, except for like a new quarterback change. Where, where, where do you – what do you think? Jason, so your thoughts? it's really interesting. Um, I have three guys on this list uh, that kind of classify similarly. Um, and I say that because three guys that I have listed as a dynasty buy had incredible rookie seasons. All three of these players have regressed in year two. And that is not normal. That is very odd. But also let's keep in mind that last year was a phenomenal and a the year itself was an outlier for how productive the rookies were. Absolutely. So it, it's not totally surprising, but it's also pretty surprising. If you look at the data, you expect these players to improve. Um, but if you analyze each situation individually, it kind of makes sense. Um, I don't think Trey Lance is an elite passer, and so now <laughs> with that, you've got a healthy Debo, healthy George Kittle. and so oh, George Kittle's on the IR, actually. Well, previously. So okay. w- when did he go on IR? Last week? Uh, yes. I right. So. 
So, so he's now has a, has a greater opportunity, in my opinion, to see some more targets. But prior to uh, this prior week and the week before, is just fighting for targets when last year he didn't have to. With that said, Brandon Ayuk was wide receiver 33 in year one. Year one of the NFL. I don't think players get worse in year two. I don't think that's normal. I think we've seen that Kyle Shanahan is a nut. I think most of us believe that. And so <laughs> I, I'm i buying him because he's cheap. And I don't know what Kyle Shanahan's going to do with him this year. I hope he has a better year. But, for example, I just traded – I just traded Rondell Moore for Ayuk in a late first, and I loved it. I'll take the Ayuk in late first all day. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, it's just just still my concern with Ayuk, right? So his snap counts the last, like, three games, right? 71, 67, and 86%. So, like, that's fine. That's not really what I want to see. The 86 is what I want to see, but that's good. The targets, though, are 4, 3, and 6. Yeah, and that's the concern. But do you think that changes? Do you think they figure out a way to – the way I see it, you have you're going to get your playmakers the ball, and 49ers don't look great. Like Debo looks great, but that's about it. So yeah, it's like, he does. You, you think that this team's going to figure it out, and I have faith that they will. I think it's a, a surprisingly slow start that's kind of drug out longer than most people expect. But I think Brandon Ayuk does improve this year. I don't think it'll happen this year. Um, so maybe the next year, and then and then your ha- your confidence has to come from. If you think Trey Lance is going to take a step up, because Ayuk is stuck with this team for I think the next three years minimum, right? And so Trey Lance is his quarterback after this year, guaranteed. Um, and we only see one game with Trey Lance. It was twenty nine attempts, and I want to say fifteen completions for like one ninety two and a touchdown. Yeah, not great. But but he's so, also that was what game two. Uh no, last last week against Arizona. But so I mean two weeks ago, his second game. He's only played um, two games, right? Well, that's his first start. That's like right, a- right. And so this is a rookie. Everyone loves to just jump the gun on rookies and start to hate on. Them. I don't think Trey Lance is an elite passer, but I think he'll improve without a doubt. Yeah, he's got the arm strength. He's just yeah. So let me ask you this. I'm gonna give you a scenario, right? You're a rebuilding team. You're not doing so hot right now. Somebody offers you Ayuk for your 2024 first. 2024 so you don't know. If, first. Yeah. So you don't know how you're gonna do and two years well three years i guess three years rebuilding uh it depends on my depth it really depends on my depth let's say you don't have depth let's say it's just not there and i and my starters are what old or young uh they're young let's say they're dk metcalf and jerry judy yeah probably not probably gonna hold off on that no just because I'm not competing anyways, so why not just wait and see? I also have a lot of faith that I can acquire good players off of waiver wire through trades, so I don't want to rush and jump the gun, try and get a player three years prior to a draft pick. Yeah. Here's, Unless here's I'm the, trying to compete now. Here's the data sticking out in my head. Again, Matt Harmon, big fan of him, uh, is that he compares heavily, like his history heavily to like Tyler Lockett, who took off his freshman year and then kind of became a shadow his sophomore year because of usage reasons, and then he kind of took back off in his third season. Yeah. Yeah, so the talent's I, there. I'm, I feel fine about it. If you, like, thought, like, like, like let's say you, you think that Ayuk I, will be, let's say, equivalent to, like, Tyler Lockett's, like, career, you think that's worth, like, a late, 
first. Oh yeah, Lockett's been great, man. Lockett's. Uh, I feel like Lockett's also one of the most disrespected, consistently productive players in the league. He's boomer bust. It's like hard to feel good starting. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. am I gonna get thirty points or am I gonna get three? Yeah. But he's like finishing top twenty four every year. That's a that's a wide receiver too. That's yeah, that's, that's good. Weird. Yeah. I think last year though he had like he was like wide receiver one because of the first three weeks, and then like come like week nine, everyone right. else caught up. Well, that was also partly due to Russell. Russell had because I started Russell in our league, and he was elite for first six weeks, and then it just yeah, he did that just awful. Weeks. He yeah. did that two two years in a row where he like starts yeah. off high. Yeah, so I I don't know, dude. I think. I'm leaning towards paying that 2024 first because, you know, like my team, <laughs> my team has like Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, DK Metcalf, Jerry Judy, like that's my core. Um, that I think Ayuk would be a great wide receiver three if he does bounce back. And I don't think there's reasons just like Allen Robinson where it's more the quarterback's the question. I don't really think Ayuk's play is the question. So I think it's more think, the scenario. If you don't think Ayuk's producing this year, why even bother trading for him this year? Why not wait till next year? Probably because the price is down low now, and it's like a wash. So it's like I don't want to risk the price going up. So I really believe don't in him. Think, I don't want to. I I think a full season of bad Brandon Ayuk is going to make him cheaper than he is currently. Because there's still guys like me who think there's a chance he's going to bounce back. And I'm not saying wide receiver 33, but I think Kyle Shanahan, while he's making some bizarre decisions, I think. I think he knows Brandon Ayuk's a playmaker. I yeah. think he would be silly to not try and get him back and uh, try and get him involved. And they just come off a bye week, so I think this week will be pretty telling too to figure out if they do make those offensive changes and start scheming more Brandon Ayuk. And Kittle's out too, so I mean, right. there's three mouths to feed there. Um, I think it's you know we talk about it. One of them has to starve. It yep. was Ayuk for the start, but yep. now it looks like the injuries are hitting George Kittle. Debo Samuel has a very extensive history of injuries yep. throughout high school, college, and pros. So maybe Ayuk will will shine this year. I don't know, man. I think I'm paying the, <laughs> the dude. I don't. I don't think I am, man. Like, I mean, you're saying I've seen your team. Okay, so if we're using our team or our league, yeah, you're not competing now. No, and you're probably not competing next year. Wow, that's hurtful. You're probably not. I mean, it's not like meant to be disrespectful. It's just like it is. It is disrespectful. I mean, like, yeah, hell, yeah. dude. Look at my look at my team. I almost dropped the f bomb. <laughs> yeah. Look at my team. Like, it's not great, but like, I'm also like <laughs> somehow getting wins. And I got I got injuries right now, and it. It's just, I haven't it's had Rashad Bateman all year. Yeah, that's that's a rookie though. I'm talking about the Sean Watson oh, yeah. not playing. Gronk's not playing. Jerry Judy's not playing for me. Curtis Samuel, that's not really. I mean, I thought he'd be a flex play. Sean Watson was never a good decision. I told you not to do that one. No, no, no. This was before. This was before he got hurt. This is a good trade. Oh, before yeah, he got you're on, right, you're before right, you're he, right, you're right. Before the legal, the legal stuff. You're right. You're right. I got offered this trade in our league. That's why I was telling you all these specifics. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I really wouldn't, because you're probably going to have a top three pick in 24. Unless your team just drastically becomes elite in two years, and I don't think that's the case. You don't even have any draft capital next year, dude. No, I don't. I got a lot. Twenty twenty-three. You want to trade your future draft capital on a team that's not looking great? Ayuk is young. He had a stud rookie year. I don't know. I got. I. This is hard, bro. I, don't, do I, believe in the I think. Bag? I think if you have a top five pick, 
Let's look at the top five picks this year. Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Jamar wow. Chase, Kyle Pitts, and yeah. who's Javante. Javante. You wouldn't rather need. take all five of those guys over Brandon Ayuk? I wouldn't take Etienne. You know I was off Etienne from the start. Well, okay. Okay, so remove Etienne and throw in, I guess, maybe Devontae or whoever. Yeah. It, it, See, that's kind of like the, the cusp. I'd rather yeah. Ayuk over Deontay. I really do. I think we've seen Devontae's ceiling here. I, and Yeah, I don't disagree there. So that's not necessarily a great example, but I was using, like, mock drafts. I got you. I mean, there's if strong you, and there's weak classes. We don't really know about the 2024 class, but, yeah. I just Yeah, I just don't think he's worth that. All right, let's move on. We've talked about this way too long. <laughs> no, Brandon Ayuk's a good one, man. He, he's a very, like, highly discussed player. So I, I think it's good that we kind of discuss I know. I was, that. I was thinking about offering two seconds instead for him. But I was thinking about, like, if I'm actually, like, still bottom three in this league after, like, three years, then I'd rather two early seconds than an early first. Uh, I don't know, actually. It's tough, man. Like, That's if hard. I'm a rebuilding team, I'm not trading draft capital. That's kind of the way I see it. Yeah. Okay. Let's unless unless that team unless it definitely makes me competitive. And Brandon Ayuk doesn't definitely make you competitive. It hopefully makes if, you competitive. If he hits the way he was hitting last year. It if it's not a definite though. It's not a a player that's consistently done it. You've got one year and then six straight weeks of nothing. So it's like But I'm right there. I like him. It's just not worth the twenty four first in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to the next name though. Uh I got here LaVishka Chanel. Dude, I don't know, man. I was actually super high on him, and Chark out. I thought thought that was going to do it. So he had sixty eight yard catch against my Titans. Looked really good on that one play. This I actually watched the London game, and he didn't do a whole lot. It's just like I think he had four catches or something, but nothing drastic. It was no nothing great. Yeah, and it's just like. I don't. I, I think he's skilled. I don't know if it's a lack of separation. I don't know what what it is, but Jacksonville's not getting him the ball, and maybe it's because they know that what they have with Robinson, and they know that works. So it's like, well, if that's our best chance of winning, then let's utilize Robinson. And you know how I feel about Robinson, or I think you know that I've kind of pivoted on that one. That one took a while, but I actually have come around on Robinson. He looks really good. So, welcome, welcome to the party. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. still don't think you made a bad trade though, but but I'm definitely going I, around on him. It's not the right way to think about it, but like if I kept James Robinson, my record would be like four and two right now. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. It doesn't mean that. So here's here's something I describe frequently, and I stand by this, and I think it's a very wise approach. So it's like um, when I made a viral tweet. You know about this tweet. I said the the Giants really took. These receivers over Kadarius Tony listed Diami Brown, Terrace Marshall, um, who was it, Rashad Bateman, and then two other guys, Rondell Moore and somebody else. Now, when we made that decision, or when I made that tweet, every bit of information and data suggests that it was correct, right? It was a it was a knowledgeable and information founded decision. Stand by it, I still think it was a smart decision. However, that doesn't mean that it's going to be correct eight weeks later. With the information that was given, it was a smart, intelligent decision. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. I think when the Robinson decision was made, your trade, it made a lot of sense. 
now we see what Robinson's doing. Doesn't make it a bad trade. Just makes it suck a little bit more. <laughs> you know, and that's the that's the way I kind of look at the Derrick Henry trade a couple of years ago where I traded yeah. Four I also look at it first. I look at it too as like over trading, um, which can be bad if you're a team, right? Just because something's a value doesn't mean you should take it, you know? Like there was a good trade. But because I traded that piece away, like I lost out on like a, a really starting good running back, you know. So it yeah, made it. What do you mean? Oh, be, like I can't I can't compete this year. But if I kept that player, I could have compete, competed. Okay. Like I'm over trading, you know. I don't think so at all. I think nine out of ten people would have made that trade, and the tenth probably isn't very good at fantasy football. That's what I think. Right. I mean, you you can't just like that's like saying. Uh, that's like saying I shouldn't have taken. I don't know. Who's been like? That's like saying uh, I should have taken. Here we go, James Robinson over Alvin Kamara this year. Like, no, that's a that's not smart. That is not a good decision. Just because it looks like a good decision seven weeks later doesn't mean that it was a smart decision. You made the right decision. Uh, I appreciate that. So Chanel, though, let's get back to Chanel. Right. We all we all believe in him this year. Um, new quarterback, generational talent, hyped up, you know. Um, and and for me, I don't know. I'm questioning I'm questioning Urban Meyer. Everyone questions Urban Meyer. And we all wanna say we, we all wanna say <laughs> sorry. We all wanna say, yeah, Urban's gonna be out at the end of the year. But like that's what we said about Adam Gates for years and he yeah. kept his job for way too long. So I don't know. Do you think Chenault is a buy? No. And I would love to sell them, but I don't. I'm not gonna get the value that I would want. So I just gotta hold. Uh, and that's just how I feel. I thought Lavisca would be better than what he was or what he is. And I do think he's talented, but it doesn't matter if you're not. It's like the Brandon Ayuk or like Trace Ehrman. It might it doesn't matter what I think if the NFL's coaches and giving them the opportunities. So I like Lavisca. I'm dropping him in redraft. What What are you taking for him in dynasty? Someone gives you an offer. I want a first, take. but I'm not. Maybe maybe two seconds. I'd maybe do two seconds. Okay, I think so. I drafted him in that league, and I think that's not really far off from everybody else. I got I dropped him in the third, but I think he was like a mid second grade for me and for most people. So you wouldn't just try to get return value of like no. mid second, early second. So that's called sunk cost, and I don't care about sunk cost. Nobody should care about sunk cost. Just because you paid X value. Doesn't mean that, that that doesn't determine the player's current value. A lot of people make that mistake. Well, I paid three first for Saquon Barkley, so I'm not trading anything less. Well, if you get two seconds for Saquon now, that's a great deal, whether you paid three or not, you know? Okay. That's personal opinion. So, like, some costs, you shouldn't worry about those. Uh, just not a logical approach. Okay. I got you. I'm, all right. So, let's get ready to rule on the next one I got for you. Yeah. I got a few too. So, once we finish up with yours. Okay, this is my last one. Okay. My last one is Chase Claypool. Again, we'll just... I have him as well. Okay. I thought you would have had Chanel actually too. But uh no. So Chase Claypool, you know, came in. I wasn't as hyped. You were pretty strong on him. I wasn't about it because I'm not about Big Ben. Um turned out to be right on that. And now their quarterback situation is up in the air. We don't know who the quarterback of the future is. This draft class is not exactly shining um for quarterbacks. So what, what do you what do you think about a is, is Chase Claypool a buy or a sell for you? He's a buy for me. So he looks, mm, I don't want to say bad, but he doesn't look good. He's dropping balls. 
but Big Ben's also not putting balls on the money. He's not getting great, great throws. Big Ben actually looked a little bit better this week. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he's – they were talking about his hip hip being bad or something on Sunday Night Football. So maybe there's some underlying injuries still affecting that. But Chase Claypool, I, I still have a lot of faith in him. And, um, yeah, so here's the thing, man. Uh, you made the list earlier. Who are the free agent quarterbacks? Oh, Prediction. man. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. I know, I know Jameis Winston's on there, and I've talked about that for a long time. I think Jameis Winston to the – <laughs> to the Steelers would be an absolute dream. I mean, think about it. Big Ben is that type of quarterback where he – well, he was. He was the type of quarterback that would air the ball out. There's going to be games where he has five touchdowns. There's going to be games where he has four interceptions. Who else has a history of doing that? Jameis Winston. He did that with the Bucks. So, I mean, you give Jameis Winston, Chase Claypool, and Deontay Johnson. Um, Juju's not going to be back, but um, – Who's that? Who's their third? Uh, Juju or no? Sorry, Ray Ray McLeod. That guy's got uh, wheels too. Deontay, yeah, Deontay Juju and yeah, yeah Ray Ray. I like that receiving core, and I think if and I think I really think that there's a good chance that the Steelers decide they're going to pay up for a, a Jameis or somebody who's a decent quarterback because they're not getting anybody in the draft. Like you said, it's just a mediocre class. Their draft capital is not going to be good enough. So I, I definitely could see them grabbing Jameis Winston, and I would love to see Jameis Winston. Airing the ball out and Chase Claypool catching balls downfield, and I think the probability is—I don't want to say likely, but I think it's somewhat likely—and so that makes Chase Claypool an easy buy for me. I don't think Big Ben's a the quarterback there next year. I don't either. The uh, the free agency quarterbacks are Teddy B, uh, Fitzpatrick, Jameis, and Tyrod Taylor. I mean, not not a not a stud group there, you know. So I mean, and then but, there's there's yeah. the uh, the tradable QBs, like the QBs I expect to be traded. Everyone expects to be traded by then, and that's Deshaun Watson and Aaron Jones. You said Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I said Aaron Jones. I'm I was going to say Aaron Rodgers. I was like, wait a second. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, imagine Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go to a team that's not competitive. Right. Aaron Rodgers or Jameis Winston in that situation now, like, obviously, like, that's the best case scenario, but you're not going to downgrade from Big Ben, right? Like, you're a team who's a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. Maybe a couple offensive linemen, but you can use that. You can use draft capital on that. You sign a big big name quarterback, get you a couple offensive linemen. That team's competitive now. They're young on defense and they're talented, so that makes Chase Claypool an easy buy for me. Yeah, and I I might not be super high on the quarterback class this year. There's there's five names. Well, there's four, but one that I'm fading because of recency bias. So that's that's different. But there's five names in this draft that do that people are keeping an eye on. And I've looked at mock drafts already, and I've done my own research too. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think the quarterbacks going the first five picks. I, I think there's some really good defenders out there that it's it's going to warrant teams to pass on these quarterbacks. Um, so I, I actually do think there's going to be quarterbacks taken in the mid first, and then like the first quarterback might be off the board around like pick pick six, pick seven, pick eight around there. Yeah, it'll be interesting because that's such an integral part of a team, and there's so many teams that are. I mean, Steelers are going to be a team that's definitely quarterback needy. I don't know that the Packers want to roll with uh, Jordan Love, so I mean, hell. Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. There's just it's just we'll have to wait and see on all that one. But um, are you ready for the next guy? Was that yeah. your last one? Well, yeah, that was my last one. But just for Chase Claypool, I'm not going to buy him. I just don't believe in him like that. If, sure. if I owned him, if someone came came for me at like like a mid first, I'm taking it. Back in first, I'm I'm being very hesitant about it. So. Yeah, I think mid's fair. That's probably what I'd be looking for as well. 
Yeah, he's an alpha. He's a proven alpha. There's not a lot of proven alphas, in my my opinion, out there. Yep. Um, uh, so I think there's room to grow. I'm just not exactly excited about his near future. Yeah, I, I really think he's going to bounce back because, I mean, he's still getting targets. He's just he's dropping some balls right now, and I don't think, you know, we, t- we talk about it a lot in the fantasy community. Drops aren't consistent. They're not sticky. It's not a stat that you expect to stick, so – I expect right. that to improve. Those are, I mean, and he's dropped some some deep balls that would be four points for the yards, one for the catch. So I think he's he's going to have some big games this year for sure. Um, next guy that I'd like to talk about, one of my favorite players in the league and a Titan, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is – he just had a mediocre game, but um, he's not – he's still not getting a full workload. He's, he's at – his snap share was at 71% this last game. Uh, granted, he was ill, but it's interesting. He actually held a – he was talking to the media in a press conference, right? And during this press conference, he actually says verbatim, I want to play 100% of snaps. I'm not there yet. They won't let me. Meaning the Titans aren't going to let him until later in the season, which he specifies. And I think it was Diana Rossi actually – not Diana Rossi. It's <laughs> That's a basketball player, right? Diane Rossini or something like that, um, yeah. newscaster, reporter. Um, she actually said it would be around week 10, which is something we've been talking about if you follow the Titans. So they're trying to preserve him. It's a long season. He had surgery on both of his knees last year. A.J. Brown has had two 1,000-yard seasons back-to-back, first and second year. So if you're fading him over – he's only played four games this year. A lot of people are fading him over three. It's just silly. And, you know, Tannehill hasn't looked great, but he did look better last week. Um, and I think Todd Downing starting to figure things out. He's our he's the Titans' offensive coordinator. So he's going to bounce back. And at the end of the year, I really believe he's going to be a, uh, a league winner. So that's one of my biggest buy lows, uh, dynasty buys, period. <laughs> I'd pay – what would you pay for him? Two first? No. No, I don't, because I'm really concerned about Ryan Tannehill's play, too, and that's his quarterback for the future. So um, I, mean, I would still pay a first for him, but I don't, I don't know about two firsts anymore. It depends on where I'm at. First and a uh, second. First and a second. Yeah, I think I'd do that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think I would give two firsts for him. I think a lot of people are still overreacting. Again, we've only seen four games with Tannehill. And, so, I mean, Tannehill got so much flack, he's been without <laughs> – A.J. Brown and Julio for three games this year. That's not good. Offensive line's been atrocious. Finally, they're improving. I mean, it's it's a new system. It's not the same offense they ran. So oh, yeah. I think it takes time to mesh. Patience is going to be key there. And dudes in year three. I'm I'm definitely giving two first for him. I feel good about that. I'm not giving two early first, but two mids, too late, absolutely. He's going to stay the number one there for years to come, too. I mean, Julio's yep. not going to be there for forever, and they're not – I personally think they should focus on their defense in the drafts, so I don't think they're going to yeah. spend any serious draft capital on on some new alpha. You know, I don't really nope. see that happening. Offensive line and defense is how we're going to be. I don't right. know how long we think Derrick Henry is going to go. He's a baffling. And they might take a shot on a wide receiver in the third, you know. Maybe. Like number two, number um, three. Next one, DK Metcalf. Uh, he's been playing pretty well, but with Geno out, I expect that he's going to drop in value. Sorry, with Geno in and Russell out, I think DK is going to drop in value. Anybody who makes a poor decision, you know, I feel like that's like a laughable thing, but it's it's real. People are going to 
start fading him the next few weeks whenever he's not performing with Geno Smith. It's a great opportunity to buy low, and I 100% would do so with anybody who's willing to do that. Excuse me. Um, that's it for receivers, but there are a few other guys I'd like to touch on. Running back, Javante Williams. I think there isn't a better dynasty buy than Javante Williams. What yeah, are your I, I, I agree with you. Um, uh, I, I don't think this year is going to be the year. I mean, if you look at like Melvin Gordon's numbers, they're so similar. You know, I mean, there's there's no reason for Melvin Gordon not to get 50% of the workload. He's a proven vet, and he's, he's still producing probably the exact same as Javante. They, they look pretty identical on the field for me. Um, but, yeah, come next year, it's going to be his show. Um, and right now, I'm, I'm looking to flip those like injury-prone players that we've talked about or those players in situations I'm not confident about. And I'm looking to flip them for like Javante Plus maybe, you know? Um, like, I'm going to give you an example. I have recently not been as high on Antonio Gibson. Um, not because of this injury, the dude's a beast. It's just that I think we've seen his ceiling because they, they have these other players involved in the passing game. I think he's averaging like two targets a game, um, which is disappointing. And if they're not going to give it to him like this year, I, I don't know if they're ever going to give him the targets. So I I would look to flip it for like Javante plus a first. So you want you you trade Gibson for Javante and a first? I don't think you're getting that. From a logical owner, you're not getting that because most logical dynasty owners know what Javante is going to be or what they expect him to be. I I really think he's he's a year away from being a dynasty top five back. I really believe that and. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I think it was uh, Kyle Yates <laughs> had that tweet that said um, it wasn't anything more frustrating than uh, Javante Williams splitting workload with Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon saw it, put him on blast. Said he didn't think yeah. it was anything more. He did the weakest like walk back ever. Yeah, basically said it was stupid, and it. I, I kind of agree. I mean, Melvin looks good. He's an All Pro running back. Like it's kind of asinine to expect Javante to come in and take an all-pro running back's job in year one, and Melvin looks good. But, I mean, the, the beautiful thing about it is Javante's being trusted with the exact same role Melvin is, and he's in year one. When he gets a full workload and starts understanding defenses and schemes, it's going to be filthy. Like, I I really need to put more, more trades in for him. It's tough, though, because I don't expect him to produce this year. So if I have a competing team, it's hard to buy low because I – had to trade a valuable asset, but for any rebuilding team, definitely trying to acquire. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, um, Khalil Herbert's kind of an obvious dynasty buy, but he's looked really good. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say other than he just looked really good. So yeah, I mean, the I, thing is, it's Montgomery's backfield, but um, but if you can get him cheap and and you have the 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 roster depth to stash them. I don't see why you're not. You know, I mean, what would you pay for for Khalil Herbert in Dynasty? That's a tough a question. A third. Yeah, no doubt. But would you pay a second? Nope. I pay. He would. I mean, he just had what eighty something rushing yards, a touchdown on like fourteen carries. Like that's solid. Yeah, um, I'm gonna look it up. The last available option out there. I mean, Damian Williams comes back. I assume they split that work. Well, the first week that they played together without Monty, Damian played. Until they were up, and when they were up, they gave the ball to Herbert. They're back down again, and Damien came back onto the field. Now, I do think Damien's or Herbert, sorry, 
I do think Herbert's proven himself to be a reliable number two. So I like I I don't know moving forward he'll be the number two, but I, like next year I think when Damian Williams leaves, you know I think he's on a one year contract. I think Khalil Herbert is going to slide into the number two role, and that's just going to be his spot. So he's really just a handcuff, and I don't really want to pay an excessive price for a handcuff. I right, and, and he is a handcuff. So I guess that's really what um, – I, I guess that's why I brought it up, really, because, I mean, we see the ta- – I, I believe the talent. Like, I mean, he looks good. I mean, Las Vegas doesn't have a terrible run D. Green Bay's is not great. But, I mean, 75 yards on 18 touches against Vegas – and uh, 19 touches for 97 yards against Green Bay. I mean, that's five yards of carry right there. Yeah, but then his future matchup. So, like, let's say he does take the rollover from Damian Williams the next, like, three games. It's Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and Pittsburgh. Right. I mean, well, not, this is, we're not talking about redraft. Like, this is a, a clear future investment because he's yeah. not taking the job from David Montgomery. But so his clear value is, like, in those three games. I don't know how David Montgomery is going to get hurt right. the next year or something like that. But and I know I, he's yeah. going to have these carries the next three games. Yeah, so that's kind of how I feel. I don't I don't think I'm willing to pay a second either, and not because of skill, but because he's stuck there, and he's not going to start over David Montgomery. David Montgomery is really good. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I guess price tag's a third, but if you can get him for a third, why not in Dynasty? I mean, you got to have – have the roster depth because he's not he's not going to be starting outside of these next three weeks. So if that's a I tough one. Mon- if, I, if I'm the Monty manager, though, I think I would pay the second. Yeah, like let's say like let's say I'm a contender and I know it's going to be a late second, then I I would pay the late second. Like that's yeah. fine. Like a late a late second this last class was very unenthusiastic, like very unexciting. I'm not I wasn't excited about the late seconds this year, so I think I would be fine paying a late second. Especially in Dynasty. Um, you know, it's interesting. I actually just traded. So I traded um, David Montgomery for A.J. Brown straight up in like week two. Now, okay. David Montgomery was my RB4. DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry. Didn't need him. Needed a receiver. Made sense. He gets hurt. I picked up Khalil Herbert. A lot of people went after Damian. I was like, oh, let's just grab Khalil. So <laughs> Khalil has a big game. And my quarterback's Tannehill. I'm like, ah, tired of Tannehill. Let's upgrade. Well, dude had Justin Herbert and Josh Allen. So I gave I gave him Khalil Herbert and uh, and T. Higgins, who I like, but not much use on my team for Justin Herbert. So I did exactly what you're talking about. Gave David Montgomery's owner Khalil Herbert. Worked out. So, yeah, that's probably the ideal trade situation, by the way. So you need to find the David Montgomery owner, and he's going to see that. 17 point game half PPR and he's gonna say well that's not even half PPR that's that's just non PPR so I mean he scored more in PPR and half PPR definitely yeah. try and trade him or if you're a Damien or not a Damien I'm sorry a David Montgomery owner definitely try and acquire um I'll keep this one relatively quick Dawson Knox has looked really good was looking solid against my Titans just broke his thumb if he misses any time anybody's changing a dynasty value because of that, that's a good buy. And then this is another guy who I – oh, that's weird. Can you still hear me? <laughs> yeah, you're on audio. All right, give me just a second. Yeah, I'll talk about Dawson Knox for a bit. Um, he's been pretty on fire lately. I mean, his last couple of targets were 3, 4, 8, and 5. And all those times he's on the field for more than 78% of snaps. Um. 
I'm not really sure how confident I am in Dawson Knox. You know, like he for sure is in that threshold of of tight ends that that you want. He had really cake matchups those three weeks in that he went off though. But yeah, dude, I don't know. I, and my philosophy is not to draft tight ends. I want to trade for tight ends. Like I don't want to draft them. I'll pick them up on the waiver wire. I don't want to wait the three years to find out if they're good or not. And Dawson Knox is on his third year right now. So I kind of like that. I did a similar strategy with. I know to me it's a huge. It's not. It's not just to me. It is a huge positional advantage to have a top tight end. So I stashed like six this year in my rebuild. And Dalton so uh, Dalton Schultz, the guy that I'm about to talk about next, is one of those guys that's painted out really nice. So let's just get right into Dalton Schultz. Um, Dalton Schultz has played now ten games with um, with Dak. In the last two years, okay. In those ten games, he's averaged just over ten points per game. That's really good. In the last two years, the only tight ends that have averaged more points per game than Dawson not or sorry, Dalton Schultz with Dak is Kittle, Waller, and Kelsey. End of list. That's elite. We're talking about a, a nine game sample now. Sorry. 10-game sample, right? Six games this year? Yeah. 10-game sample. That is – that's that's um, that's significant. That's not something you ignore, and he's not getting a lot of respect still. So that's a guy that I'm definitely trying to acquire, and I think you're going to get him for below value. I don't think people are recognizing that he's actually doing this well. So um, I keep saying this. I keep debating. I actually have him in several leagues because I got him very cheap, but – I think I probably need to acquire him in more leagues. What, what are your thoughts on that? I'll give you a 2024 first form right now on air. 2020. <sighs> That's tough. You tried to pull us last time, and then you backtracked. I wish I took that one, too, the more I think about it. Yeah. Hey, yeah let's I just throw it, that one in, too. Let's throw that in. I'll, I'll give you all that. No, we're out on that one. <laughs> I'm over Will Fuller now. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that, though. That's okay. something I could be interested in. Okay. Yeah, he's he's coming this year, though. He, he, his last targets are 6, 8, 8, and 7, and that's very good for the um, tight end position. Um, How many points did he have this week? 12.9, and that's against the Patriots, who are considered to have a pretty stout defense. I mean, they got kind of rolled. I'm still mad about that game, bro. I'm still yeah. mad about the Patriots game. I'm mad about that no call on the face mask. I, I, I just – Whatever, but that Dallas looked like the better team, so I, I guess that's fine. But I don't want to get into it. Sorry, I don't want to. Dallas looks good, man. Um, they do. So that that was the last buy that I want to discuss. I, I really think that if I make a quick highlight off the list we discussed, I think AJ Brown, Javante Williams, and Dalton Schultz are your best buys. Um, you want to give your best quick buys just the way I did off the top of your head. No, I would agree with Dalton Schultz has got to be on there, but that's a tough one for me. I mean, Ayuk is the young stud that's, like, proven himself. Yep. Um, a lot of these cases are just, like, you have to believe in these guys. Like, that's that's why I'm bringing them up to, like, Dynasty buys. So everyone wants, oh, go buy yourself Jonathan Taylor. Like, yeah, no, duh. I, I would buy Jonathan Taylor right. if I could in every league, like, obviously. But these are the guys that are actually currently affordable. It just depends on you calling your shot. Yeah, I, but, I would agree. But I think everyone everyone can call their shot on Dalton Schultz. I mean, that's an elite tight end. They're not, though. That's the thing. Like, a lot of yeah. people aren't. I've discussed and, it, and it's like. 
Yeah, and Kittle, Kittle's like I don't know what's wrong with Kittle, but Kittle's not not it lately. I don't I don't know. It's not it. He's yeah, not man. it. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. So he's doing. Um, real quick, let's go through some free agent targets. Does that go with you? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So we got a ton of buys this week. I know the Chargers, um, Vikings. Do you know any others off the top of your head? No, I popped okay. open a list and then like a. So yeah, I mean I've I've got it's buff it's Buffalo it's, yeah it's Buffalo the Vikings Chargers Pittsburgh um, Cowboys and the Jaguars five of those teams are elite fantasy producers I mean and so, and James Robinson and James Robinson yep yep and James Robinson I like that um. So yeah, I mean you're going to be hurting this week, and but the but the beautiful thing is most likely your opponent's going to be hurting as well. Um, so we're trying to help you um, prepare for this week seven. That's going to be a little bit rough, and then also some some buys for the rest of the season or some free agent targets. First and yeah. foremost, I was baffled today when a guy asked me. Someone slid into my DMs uh, and he said, "Should I drop?" And insert mediocre player A for Michael Thomas. I'm like, why is Michael Thomas a free agent? First off, like this guy is two years removed from being a a top wide receiver, period. Now, he may not be that anymore. He may not because I think he's more dramatic than the Kardashians. And I don't know if he's going to play. But without a doubt, there's absolutely – no reason for him to be a free agent. And if he is a free agent in your league, I'm spending at least 50% of my fab. If it's a fab, he's waiver wire priority number one. And you got to realize there is nobody to throw the ball to. Like Marquez Callaway is not an elite receiver. He's a, he's a mediocre receiver in an elite situation, and he's not doing great. Michael Thomas, if he plays, is going to gobble targets. And, um, yeah, you you got to go after Michael Thomas 100% if he's available. Yeah, he uh I don't know if you saw this this came out yesterday though. Um they're saying that he's still a couple weeks away from coming from returning. Perfect. So, Perfect time to so grab him if he's available. The current target is week 9 they said. Unlikely to be activated until week 9. That's the last report. And I believe fantasy playoffs is like week 14. So you're still going to get like five games out of him. Yeah. He he, he, he is baffling from a character standpoint and some of his antics. But, I mean, if he's if he's a free agent, you got to figure out a way to get him on your team. There's yeah. no ifs, or, and, ifs, ands, or buts about that one. Um, next guy on my list, um, a guy that I actually pretty excited. I deemed this guy a league winner, a potential league winner, rookie. And it's one of the few that actually is looking pretty good. Um, now he's... He's kind of dependent on injury, which is part of the reason I deemed him a league winner. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, Mike's uh, Mike's boys RB. Um, I don't know how high you are on Ramondre. I've been high on him for a while. I think he's a good back. I think he's got uh, the size to stay in a three down, size to be a three down back, and uh, he's got some things he needs to clean up. I saw him miss block this past week. But um, he did look like a playmaker, too. He got three catches. I think he had 39 yards. Damian Harris is not a pass-catching back, uh, which is kind of one of his flaws. He's been he, And he actually looked good on the ground this week, too. 
but he struggles to stay healthy. He's bad. he's fighting. What do you know what his injury is right now? Uh, no, I'm just upset overall at all of them right now and their performances. Well, don't worry, I'll, I'll cover it. Damian Harris has been battling some lingering injury. I can't remember what it is. So that led to Ramondre getting 13 touches last week, and let's see how many he got this week. Bear with me. I actually started him in one league, so that I was really hurting him. Yeah. Uh, so Damian Harris, though. So both these players, for me, they, going into this week, they're averaging 3.7 yards per carry. That's Damian Harris. And then 2.1 yards per carry, and that's Ramondre. Um, not that I don't think he's going to get a bigger role in the offense. I just don't want him for this committee. It's always going to be a committee. I think he's a sell, not a buy. So I'm, I'm kind of still sticking to that. Um, I know they lose James White in the offseason, but I, I can just totally see them just adding somebody too. So you're a Patriots fan, and you know him better than I do, but I, I'm actually inclined to disagree. I think Damian Harris just isn't playing a full game because he's not a pass-catching back. He, I think he is the best back there or was. I think, I think Ramondre is very good. I don't want to say um, – Better than Damian Harris because that's bold, but uh, he had five five uh, carries for twenty three yards. So that average you were talking about much better this week four point one. Absolutely, and then three catches on three targets for thirty nine, and he got a goal line carry and had a touchdown. So I mean, you got a guy who's big, big enough to be a goal line back. He's also athletic enough to be a, cat, a pass catching back. And he's what two thirty. Why can he not be? Why can he not be a first and second down back? Uh, especially if if Damian can't stay healthy. Um, and they both fumble the ball. I mean, Damian Harris has had fumbling issues like every single game. But you know? here's the thing: Ramondre only fumbled that one, and it was an illegal. Like it was an illegal hit. And no, sorry, that's Trey. I'm thinking of. But uh, Ramondre was down. I think the reason he didn't play is because even though he knew he was down, he didn't go after the ball. So they didn't overturn it, and he didn't continue to play. So the coach is like, "Okay, I don't care what you thought. This is what was ruled, and you didn't make a play." So. You're done. Like you can't play like that in the NFL, and and Belichick's not a forgiving guy. But um, the fact that a rookie running back's getting touches, that says a lot. So I got faith in Ramondre. I think I think um, I don't know that he's going to be what I deemed a league winner this year unless Damian Harris goes down. But I really liked what I saw out of uh, Ramondre this week, and it looks like they have more faith in him. There was only one play that I thought he looked bad, and it was a miss miss block. That's another way to end up in the doghouse for, for Belichick, though. So that's a wait and see, but definitely a guy that I'm targeting. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm going to roll into the next one, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, Dearness Johnson, uh, I think this is kind of the, the obvious one here. Yep. Uh, so Chubb is hurt. He's already ruled out for this week's game. I think it's a Thursday night game. And Hunt just went on to the IR. Dearness Johnson had one game last year where he went for 100 yards, and then he disappeared off the face of the earth. It's not that I think Dearness is a great talent. This is going to be one of those volume plays where I'm playing because I think he's going to get 15 opportunities in the game, maybe maybe 15 to 20 opportunities. Um, and I think he's a pretty good, like, you know, if you need to fill in for running yep. back, 17 round by, I think he's worth it. Right there with you. I've got him on my list as well. Um, I don't think Dearness deserves much more than a, hey, go acquire him for a couple of weeks, so we'll move on to the next guy who I right. also think makes that, that list of just a little bit of value for a couple weeks. Excuse me, Rashad Penny coming off of IR. Um, Alex Collins sustained an injury, and so did um, – not so did, but Chris Collins has been injured. So 
Chris Carson. Chris Collins. I'm sorry. Chris, yeah, thank <laughs> you. Chris Carson uh, has been injured. So Rashad Penny is another uh, bye week replacement guy. Do uh, you have anything you'd like to add there? Uh, Travis Homer's there too. If you want to try to take a gamble on that, that's another option. Yeah. He had a so. decent little game, some catches, but nothing crazy. Right. Um, Khalil Herbert, who we've already talked about, definitely. Yeah, I, want, I think he's I a better. Talk about, I talk. Just turned off my light, dude. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my my next one I want to talk about is Sterling Shepard. Um, He's probably on most waiver wires, especially in your home leagues, that's for sure, not your dynasty rosters. But your home leagues, he's available. Uh, he's a volume guy, and there's nobody else healthy there. So, again, he's he's a target hog. So what he did the first two weeks where there's nobody else to pass to, I expect that to happen this week as well. Um, and I think he's a, he's, a sma- he's a smash play for me, that's for sure. I'm like, I think he can get like nine catches for like 80 yards, and then maybe he falls in the end zone. Yep, I'll – wouldn't disagree. I'm not huge on them, but I mean, if there's no one else to throw to in that offense where they're throwing, go ahead. Looks like you want to turn your light on. Go ahead if you need to. I can hold it down. Okay. Um, so, I mean, another guy we have already discussed briefly that I think actually fits better on this list is Khalil Herbert. We were talking about those three games that we're looking at um, while Damian Harris and not Damian Harris, sorry, Damian Williams and uh, David Montgomery are out. Khalil Herbert. Looked good. He's got a chance to be a three-week starting running back, so that's a guy you want to add. Um, the other guy probably worth mentioning would be Cole Commit, who uh, I've been sitting on in Dynasty for a couple of years now. Well, I guess year two. Um, wait, is Cole Commit uh, in his third year, or is this his second? Second year. Okay. Yeah, him and Adam uh, – Troutman, same yeah. year, yeah. So, yeah, Cole Commit. Um, looks like him and uh, Justin Fields actually have a little bit of chemistry. So that's kind of exciting if you've been holding Commit. Um, he had a decent week. Definitely worth the stash. Um, might be a solid bye week replacement if you have Friar Muth or, let's see, who we got, Gerald, not Gerald Everett. Yeah, see, it was on bye, right? Uh, no. Doesn't matter. If you need a tight end, Cole Commit's a good guy. Um, anything you want to add on commit? No, no. Another tight end though for me is Hunter Henry. Um, yeah, not a, not a big name being talked about right now. But the last three weeks, I think he's tight end nine. His last three weeks are thirteen point two, nineteen point five, and ten point five. Agreed. So, I I think that's a tight end to own for New England. Um, I know they pass around the ball pretty evenly. But as far as tight ends go, he's the one that's actually producing, not Johnny Smith. And I think you just got to ride the hot hand there if you really need one. Yep. I would not disagree. At the beginning of the season, I would have said Johnny, but I think, yeah, I think it's Hunter. Um, last guy that I have on my free agent target list is Pat Fryermuth, uh, which is going to be tough to add him because Steelers are on by, and you're probably going to be trying to replace some guys. But with, um, with Juju out, Pat Fryermuth got some more targets. Um, he's a rookie and he's already producing. I think that's a solid sign. So that's a guy that I'm probably in trying to free up a free uh, in dynasty specifically. I'm definitely trying to add Friar Muth. Yeah, and uh, just in case you guys are like these options aren't available for you in your league, my type like my my thought process to look at the over under for like this week and then just see who's available from those teams. You know. There should be a shootout. If you're just chasing the touchdown option, 
I think that's like the best way to go. Um, there's always like like just for example like the Ravens, all three of the running backs got in the end zone. No one's going to predict that. But if you saw the over under for that game, it was pretty high. So you you just could have like taken your shot and it might have worked out that way. Saw an interesting tweet just now. Since week three, Emmanuel Sanders is wide receiver eight. Kind yeah. of wild. It was still a free agent I, target, I guess. Yeah, Add that one yeah. to the list. Um, that's all I got, Mike. And we are right at an hour. We surprisingly are on time for once. That's it for me. I uh, I really wish that the Patriots would let Mac Jones throw. I'm tired of seeing him go eight for nine at the half. I'm tired of seeing going 12 for 13 at the third quarter, and then they want to run some plays in the fourth quarter all of a sudden. They just want to run it up the middle leg twice, let Mac throw a, a short ball. I am so done with that. Dude. They just get more creative play calling. You see how the Texans handle us? That's the play calling that we used to do. And now we're like, yeah, we'll just we'll do a short throw. We'll do two runs. Yep. We might fumble the ball. Like, whatever. I, I don't know if you saw my tweets during the game, but actually um, I think I had a bet on your boys. Who'd y'all play? Y'all played the Cowboys. We did. I didn't. Sorry, I bet on the other team. But uh, no disrespect. I like money. But, um, yeah, dude, that Mac Jones pass to Kendrick Bourne, that's who it was. First off, I was playing against Kendrick Bourne. He had one damn catch. I was going to beat the guy. Bet. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, Mac Jones, they unleashed him in the fourth quarter when it was too late. Why not let this guy throw? The ball was a perfect dime. Like, like seriously, it could not have been any better. And that's the throws Mac Jones was making in college. He looks yeah. good. Like, I, I think it's just, go ahead. Sorry. It's just, it's just game script. Like they, they want to control the game flow. They want to slow it down. They want to put it on their terms. And it's like we can't. Our defense is not as good as we thought. I just – I'm with you, bro. I, the offense looks like it can actually be more electric than it is, and the play calling was holding them back, or, or they still got the training wheels on Mac Jones. Yeah, I just definitely. want them to take off one training wheel. Just, just take off one training wheel. Just yeah. Well, I mean, just maybe let them throw two, three deep balls a game. Like, and that's the thing. Like, if if the defense doesn't have to respect the deep ball, all they're going to do is funnel in. Like, they're going to play shallow depth. I mean, and that's a, that's what you've been seeing defenses do, and it's. It's working. Let Mac throw some deep balls. Yeah. Let the Mac attack. Let the Mac attack. I like it. All right, guys. Well, I think this is going to do it for this episode. Mike, uh, what, are, what are you discussing this Friday? Yeah, let me talk about this Friday episode. So um, I tweeted out just notable free agents um, and team needs, like NFL team needs. And that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about our prospects that have gone over the last uh, four weeks. And I'm going to go ahead and put some molds to them, you know. Uh, just like, for example, talking about, like, Steelers, they need a quarterback and tell you what quarterbacks are available for them to take, you know, stuff like that. So just kind of, like, get our mindset for who needs an alpha wide receiver, who needs that slot man slash wide receiver three, who needs a quarterback, who needs a running back. There's some really juicy landing spots out there to get excited about. Um, yeah. And just that's just really it. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you Friday then. And we'll be back uh, next Tuesday at 9 p.m. for the NFL side and with the fantasy focus. So we will see you guys then. All right. Have a good night.